welcome everyone back to Weekend at Berkman's, show about everything and nothing. I'm here with the old man, Mark Snyder. Howdy, howdy. And the bourbon hunter, Stephen Haddix. Hola! want to welcome Stephen back from a trip to Mexico. Uh, we'd be lying if we weren't looking for a replacement host there for a little while, but uh, come to you on this rendition on a Wednesday, waiting for Stephen to come back from vacation. So Stephen, give the uh, give the people what they deserve, what they demand. What was the highlight and the low light of that trip? Well, guys, I appreciate you not looking for a place me yet. I'm sure it will be uh, y'all be due for that at some point. But I'm glad I haven't gotten booted after three episodes. So thanks for keeping me around a little bit longer. Uh, I'll look for my my paycheck soon. Uh, highlight of the Mexico trip. I mean, first trip to Mexico. Uh, had an amazing time. Highlight. I mean, it's hard to choose between a swim up bar, uh, a really pretty beach with all the palm trees, or uh, all just the amazing food. So um, yeah, hard to choose between. Uh, you know, the best highlight. I would say, you know, low light and thing that's a little bit sketchy is the transportation uh, from the airport to the resorts. You're driving vans. Uh, which, Wind- windowless, probably. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they're, they're out of, um, uh, they need to be inspected. Um, you darn, know, darn well know they don't have emissions regulations down there. And just traffic laws is pretty much as long as you don't get in a wreck, you're not breaking the law. So I'm just glad I made it from the resort into the airport and back without uh, getting T-boned. So I would call that a success. Yeah, not much. Didn't sound like much has changed. Um, I I don't frequent Mexico as much as Mark does, but I uh, actually one of my favorite vacations was down in, in Cabo. And uh, just some of the stuff I got to do there, the, the jet skiing on the ocean after the whale watching and uh, running ATVs on the beach. Um, pretty incredible vacation, great cuisine, but uh, yeah, definitely helps if you know what you're doing, navigate there locally. Yeah, this is definitely, I'm, I'm still a mountain person through and through, uh, but this definitely opened my eyes uh, to a new type of beach and uh, I think we're going to make this an annual thing. Uh, you know, it's hard to beat good, good Mexican beaches, food, and uh, all-inclusives um, next time. So I'm excited for it. So we can Mark, have a guest fill in next time. I'll give you plenty of heads up before my next trip. We'll have a guest, celebrity guest next time. Uh, we were getting close. We were, I mean, we were worried. We didn't hear any communication back from you. We thought... Uh, Something bad might have happened. I don't know. And I mean, in the dog eat dog world of podcasting, we we were wanting to be prepared for any and all contingencies. So, well, but we're glad you're back. We're glad you're back. Of course. Yeah. <clears throat> Better rallies. You didn't want any of the smoke, so we're good. I'm back. I look. I look forward to the tryouts. Uh, so let's move into this week in golf. A lot going on in the golf world, especially since we're a, a week and a half in from our our last pod. Uh, highlights here Keegan can't close uh, Sergio with some <sighs> inflammatory remarks uh, and just today some more information on, on the Saudi League and then uh, got a nice little tourney coming up 
this week, uh, my neck of the woods, Dallas's backyard, McKinney. So a lot to talk about today. Um, I want to start with Sergio. So uh, very interesting career for Sergio. Uh, one of the earliest memories I have, the, the scissor kick at mm-hmm. uh, Medina going uh, there against <clears throat> Tiger. Obviously, uh, you know, was definitely up on that list in terms of uh, greatest player to not win a major for a long period of time and then was able to pull it out at the Masters. But uh, interested to hear from from you fellas on Sergio. What, where, where do you stand on Sergio? Uh, you know, take him or leave him. I'm, I'm going to start with Mark on this one. Yeah, you know, so I watched uh, last week uh, the Wells Fargo great Great uh, tournament. Shout out to Max Homa and the win. Um, really like that guy. Uh, Sergio, I mean, he's one of these like hot and cold in my mind. There's days and weeks that I really like the guy and want to cheer for him. And then there's days and weeks where I'm like, you know, there's a lot of guys struggling to make the tour and, and they'd love your spot and you treat it like it's just a luxury for you. I, I don't, I don't understand the guy. I mean, some of the comments and, the amount of money he's made over the course of his career. And then this, I mean, obviously he's well-known and he put in for the release to go play the live tour event. And I just don't get him. I mean, I, I like, what else do you need, man? Like uh, sounds like he's got a great family situation, lives half his time in like Switzerland, half of his time in Austin. I know Austin's kind of weird, but like, what else you got? And then this, and then to make these kind of comments, I just, I just don't understand it. Like what some people just don't understand blessings when they come to them. And uh, so I'm leaving, I'm leaving him. I don't understand it. I defended the guy for a long time. I just don't understand it. Mr. 50, 50 getting off the fence. Like to see that. So we got one leave him. What about you, Steven? Yeah, I'm going to be following suit. Leave him in the dust. Uh, bury him six feet under. Get him out of here. Um, <laughs> I didn't say know, my- kill him. Well, I mean, you know, get him off the tour. Get him off the tour. Get him off the shooter. Get him off the tour. Um, You know, here's my thing. It's like, you know, I I see so many people and so many comments of, oh, if you really got to know Sergio, you get to understand his heart and the good things that he does, yada, yada, yada. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure that he does. But for how many times this guy has been in the news for being – you know, just a flat-out jerk, arrogant. Mm-hmm. I could go on with a bunch of fun words to describe Sergio. Um, and even having some kind of firsthand experience, you know, I know in Podcast 3 we talked about my experience caddying and working the British Open qualifiers at uh, Glen Eagles. Well, he was out there one year. And, uh, you know, let me, let me tell you a little about Sergio. So he comes out. He just dog cusses the range because of this and that. So he is already coming out hot. He, you know, he had a bad week at the Byron Nelson was probably going to go miss the cut at the colonial too. And he goes out there to number 10. He, he gets slaughtered on 10, 10's a par four. You got to cover the water. Well, he hits, he thinks he's a big hitter and it's, it's a real pump to get it over that water. I'm not even sure a, a bubble will get it over. Well, he pumps to stay straight into the drink and he knows that he's toast. Well, he DQs himself and withdraws himself and heads right back to the clubhouse because uh, he knows he's over it, and he says that he withdrew with the wrist injury. So, um, yeah, leave him, get him off the tour, send him to Saudi. Who cares? Goodbye, adios, Sergio. 
Goodbye, Sergio. Yeah, I, th- I think I'll I'll make it three for three. Uh, he, you know, obviously an incredible iron player. Um, you know, maybe some thought the second coming um, of Seve. Uh, only one major to this point, mm. though. Certainly a, a staple in the team competitions and the Ryder Cup, but yeah, just too many strikes for me. Spitting in the cup, uh, what he did in, in the mm. bunker. Uh, mm. I, yeah, I just, um, I don't know. He's one of those one of those guys that I think overall makes the entertainment value of the game better. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and leave him as a person. Uh, it's a good segue though into some of the news that came out here from uh, PGA Tour and the Commish. Uh, Jay Monahan. So they went ahead and said no uh, to all the players mm-hmm. that had requested to go over. So I think that was uh, Lee Westwood, uh, obviously Garrigus, we mentioned, uh, Phil, um, Keimer, maybe a few others that were in there. Uh, and so the PGA Tour has gone ahead and said no, um, that they cannot play in the Saudi event. And so that's obviously got the great white shark, Greg Norman. In a tizzy, uh, he had some inflammatory marks as well back to the PGA Tour, uh, alluding to a monopoly, some other things. So uh, I think we're supposed to have an event here uh, in June, June-ish in London. I went and looked. There's an official website. You can buy tickets. But, uh, wow, this one is really getting spicy, boys. I'm uh, not <clears throat> sure what's going to happen next, but uh, – should be interesting now with Sergio's comments saying that he's ready to leave. I think the uh, next move is in Greg's court. You guys have any thoughts on uh, how this is going to transpire over the next month with the Saudi tour? I just, the part that blows my mind is that most of the events, again, I, I'm like, you. Yeah, I've looked up some of it on a cursory level. Most of the events aren't even in Saudi Arabia. Yet it's a Saudi tour which, uh, you know, is, is, is odd to me. And I mean, I, this is a podcast about everything and nothing. So I'm not going to get into the hypocrisy of how people make choices in some regards and to get on their high horses and defend certain things. And then they go out and bash the same thing, but just in a different context. So I, I just don't understand it. I mean, at the same time, I like capitalism. I'm all about you trying and, and what have you. I feel for some of these folks that are wanting to get over there and make some cash, but I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling to see this is something that they've tried now a number of times. It's to me, uh, I listened to, I forget who I listened to. So I apologize. I got to give credit to somebody here and I'm happy to do that, but it was like the XFL, you know, it's like, I love football. I love golf, but it's like, I like college football and I know the product and the NFL, you know, it's ebbed and flowed in my mind over the years, but it's like, I get it. But to go to like the XFL, it's just, it's destined for failure. So this thing, I just well, don't understand. Oh, here we go. I think two things here, though. So right. one is the money. Cash. Right? So we're not talking about what they paid the XFL players, which I'm All assuming right. is. That's fair. Yeah. Waterboy water status. Yeah, no, I got you. Very different. We're talking about a ton of money. I think the other play here is that the Saudis, uh, you know, maybe to their credit, are trying to change oh, yeah. their perception no no through no sport. And so this is one way that they're doing that. So I don't think any of us know, but uh, I I do know it's, it's going to be very interesting. And uh, I look forward to seeing uh, 
what that first event looks like. Definitely. Well, Mike, so, before we move on, I know one name that you didn't say, which was actually the most surprising to me, besides Garrigus, of course, lovely uh, Robert Garrigus, Robert. Fred Couples. He made yeah. a tweet today that said, deny, deny, denied. I was a little surprised, but uh, I think, you know, Freddie's had, you know, some, some unique comments over the years, and I think he was ready to take that buttery smooth swing with those no gloves over to Saudi mm-hmm. and, and all these tournaments and get some of that, some of that money. So uh, I know he's well into his fifties, but he was ready to play with some of these uh, younger mm-hmm. fellas and take them on and, and fill his wallet that way. So good for Freddie. If he is able to go do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is going to be quite the hodgepodge of, of players. So it should be, should be interesting. I, I look forward to seeing the TV coverage, the announcers, all, all mm-hmm. that kind of good stuff. Uh, you know, this week on the, the PGA Tour, uh, still the only tour, played at a place <laughs> called TPC Potomac, uh, about 30 minutes from D.C. I don't know if you saw the scores, but this looked like it was pretty hard course. It was, uh, I think the final was somewhere le- less than 10 under, um, which yeah, I'd say. Yeah, it was eight under. Eight, Max eight under. was eight under. So that's pretty rare. Uh, rare. That's kind of like a, I don't know, U.S. Open setup. But uh, I, you know, piqued my interest as I saw I saw Keegan's name there. I don't know if he was the the uh, fifty four hole leader, but he was he was in the mix there on the weekend. Ended up shooting even par on Sunday. Couldn't couldn't close the deal. Uh, Mark mentioned Homa won, but uh, you know Keegan, interesting character. Um, Interested what you guys, when you hear Keegan, what you think of, uh, I, I know I've got a few thoughts, but uh, I, I'm interested. What do you, what do you guys think of Keegan? I'd say early on when he, when he first really broke in the scene out of nowhere and won the uh, PGA at, what was it? Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta athletic club. Was it? Yep. I mean, I kind of liked him. I, I, you know, he was different. He was new on the scene and I liked him, but I think as time has gone on, the thing that I struggle with is I, I can't watch him because of his, his jitters and his uh, whatever he does over the ball. And, you know, maybe what, you know, he struggled with at TPC Potomac was he needed an extra jitter of the puddle, an extra an, uh, of the putter, like an extra twirl or two. Maybe he cut it short. I don't know. I, I think he needs some, uh, some help there. Um, I know he's, He's had a couple of moments since his uh, major win. Uh, he's had a couple of uh, bright lights, but uh, I don't know. Again, the, the game has really played six inches between the head, and I think you know his might be a little bit larger because he's, he's struggling up, up top. But happy for Max Homa. I like him. I like his online presence. He keeps it light and keeps it fun, so happy for Max. Again, Keegan Keegan's doing all right. He's a he's a northeastern Boston, whatever guy. He's from that neck of the woods, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. St. John's. Mm-hmm. That's where he went to college. Red Storm. Red Storm. Uh, he's he's made thirty large, and by thirty large, I mean million on the tour. Uh, he's doing all right, you know. But I, 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 if he had to step back and look at his career, I bet he'd probably tell you that he wish he'd won more. Um, just yeah, an interesting fella. I don't know. I. I, I've I've enjoyed watching him, but I'm with you, uh, 
Stephen, I, I just don't get the twitches. I'm like a get up there, swing and go kind of guy. And that part's a lot yeah. to watch. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, I quite enthralled with him. Uh, you know, he's uh, I think he's a Jordan ambassador. Oh, yeah. We'll have to talk about Pat mm-hmm. Perez at one point, too. That'll mm-hmm. be a whole pod. Uh, but and then my biggest memory is uh, the Medina Ryder Cup back in I think that was 2012, and he was paired up with Phil uh, Belly Chest Putter, still legal at that point oh, in time. Man. Just uh, that was just electric. Um, that pairing, nothing, and obviously ended up losing that. But uh, I certainly remember that. I yeah, he seems like he's he's faded away a bit, it's kind of in the Duffner realm there. You know, he had a couple good years. Um, but, uh, you know, the other thing I was interested, Stephen, when you met Jimenez, uh, so Keegan and Jimenez had a little dust up back in the oh. uh, match play. Did you did you think Jimenez could hold himself or do you think Keegan would have taken him down? What did you get when you were with, with there with the man with the curls? No chance. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm sure he's got that Spaniard, Spaniard flare and some fire in him. Uh, but I mean, a, a man of my stature, let alone Keegan's, uh, I, I think Keegan would have, would have taken him down again. I, I, oh, you know, that was a twist. Uh, that is not where I saw that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought you were gonna say the old man strength. <laughs> There's no match. No. Well, you know, now that I'm rethinking this, no, I, I still oh, think you gotta we go. go with Keegan. Uh, I don't know. Uh, with this, especially with those twitches, he'd have some fast twitch punches that Jimenez <laughs> couldn't keep up with. I mean, imagine those hands and his fast feet that he probably has, just like his putter. Uh, I'd say Keegan, but not not by a long shot. It would be Keegan close. All right. And then this week is uh, – the AT&T Byron Nelson. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, they they picked it up, moved it to TPC Craig Ranch and McKinney. Uh, I think uh, my brother-in-law and, and nephew might be headed out there this weekend. Maybe I'll see if I if I get a day pass. It's not too hot, but uh, yeah, that one. And then finally on to the PGA and uh, Tulsa, Phil, Tiger. Uh, going to be going to be That'll very be juicy. Looking forward to that. And then, of course, the uh, the backdrop of the Saudi League. So stay tuned. This week in golf, next week in golf, going to be real good. Mm-hmm. Tulsa, Topeka, Toledo, who cares? Who cares? Well, the world will be watching Tulsa, at least for a week. All right, let's move on to round ball. So, uh, you know... Stephen, thanks a lot for having us do this podcast on Wednesday. Had we done this on Sunday, it would have been a much better story. But uh, given what's mm-hmm. transpired yesterday, Mavs down 2-3, Sixers down 2-3. So, uh, you know, Mark, a couple months left here to go in the playoffs. So Two, three months left in yet. the playoffs, <laughs> yeah. Don't don't count your chickens before the, uh, what is it, uh, October uh... – it's about when it ends, kind of with baseball. Yeah. You know, so it's nice. <laughs> just do, let's just Mr. do the wraparound Let's Mr. start it in the golf. Just do the wraparound. Uh, but you know, I, I was looking forward to coming in Sunday. Uh, Dorian Finney Smith went eight for twelve from three. Uh, <laughs> take the series to two two, but then they they took it in the shorts. 
last night pretty good. The Sixers got blown out last night, too. Now, they got Embiid back. They turned the series around. Harden looked like MVP material. Uh, bring them to 2-2. But then, yeah, they just they just crapped the bed last night. So, we got two, <laughs> two, three hmm. games. Um, I think those pick up again tomorrow night. So, we'll right, see. Tomorrow night. See what happens there. I think the story – I'm going to go to the uh, the Dallas guy – Steven here in a second, but I think the story for the Mavs is just too much reliance on Luca. They, they just, they don't have anything else going for them. Yeah. I'm going to take your word on that, Mike. Um, of course, just as, as you know, I, uh, my version of watching the game is the couple minute highlight that I maybe catch on Twitter. Uh, again, I, I of course having the, the Dallas roots, I, of course, I hope they win, but it seems like the games that Dallas wins, it's close. And the games that the Suns wins, it's big. And uh, probably not a good trend, especially after, a, a, what, a 30-point loss last night? It was, oh, it was yeah, large, they were both very bad. large. Shellacking, um, to use your, uh, your terms. Shellacking, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing the Mavericks will, will – uh, the curtain will fall on their season tomorrow night. Now, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Maverick's Twitter, my guess is you probably caught a shot of Cuban's butt crack. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ooh, this is okay. a G-rated right. podcast. This is a G-rated yeah, okay. podcast. And I think he was just getting a little excited at the home game and oh, just, uh, you know, couldn't afford a belt for whatever. There, hmm. You know, I think I saw Times some stuff on Shark Tank right there. Hmm. <laughs> uh, well... Cuban. All right. Don't worry. Don't ask what I'm doing on the side. I Why would you Google Mark, that? Mark don't Cuban. That. Well, it's got to be good. Uh, if if no, Mike it, noted, I got to uh, understand what's going on. Jeez Louise. You guys need to get back to your Dallas roots. Uh, Mark, you got any thoughts on ground ball at this point in time? No, I'm Two, really, I, really, I really typically don't come in, you know, until week 22 of the playoffs. Um, that's really more my jam. I mean, when you get down to the final, final 12 teams, that's, that's the key. Um, I, I actually, I don't know how many teams are left, but I did know that Phoenix was shellacking the Mavericks. Uh, I also know that golden State's looking pretty good. Yeah, That's your, uh, I think you're dead on there. And, uh, they they look pretty tough right now. Um, Taking Memphis, I think like they got to be the favorite. They got to be the favorite. I mean, game, and the way say. Philadelphia is now, I mean, Miami's, you know, looking pretty darn good. Um, that's probably the extent of my knowledge. But again, you know, with twelve weeks to go, it could be, it could be any, it's anybody's game, anybody's game. We'll save that. Yeah, we'll save that for a future Marnak. But I think, uh, I think you're, I think you're getting close there. All right, let's move into our uh, drink review for the evening. Uh, looking forward to Mark's review here this week. I've, I've challenged him to go a little bit deeper uh, at the package store. Something maybe a little more off the, bit better off than the beaten path. Uh, first of all, I'm the domestics guy, and you guys <laughs> giving me a hard time on. I mean, that's the lower 48 plus Alaska and Hawaii, and I mean. And in all of our territories. So, I mean, that, those are domestics. But I, today I'm bringing you um, the National Beer of Texas, Lone Ooh. Star. Oh, Lone wow. Star fully leaded. 
This isn't the light. This is the, the original. Diesel. This is the diesel. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can only go one of these. You're watching your weight. Uh, did you know the Lone Star Brewery uh, was is around from 1884? It was, uh, you know, Adolphus Bush of Anheuser-Busch fame. I, I learned all that today. Wow. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, it, you know, I think it's, it's a really good beer. I've not had Lone Star before. And um, it's, you know, it's, it's really good, full-bodied, light drinker. You know, I, I like to... The way I look at my domestic okay. guys is, would I drink it after a long day of mowing the yard? And I would say yes to Lone Star. Um, I think it's fantastic. It's. I think this might be one of my new uh, my new drinkers in the old fridge. So I highly recommend it. Go pick up a pack of Lone Star. And the cost, cost is right. It's a dollar a bottle. How much? I mean, how much? How much better can it get? <laughs> All right, so that sounds like a recommend, but let, let's just let's. Uh, I mean, we got to back Strong this up a little bit here. Okay, I'm pretty sure that you hosted a poker game where hmm. there was Lone Star that was featured. So I don't, I do not think that that's the first time. And Stephen's backing me up on this. So Lone I, Star Light, the blue can. Yes, mm. it's all the same family. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got it. So I, I, I rescind that. Then we did have Lone Star Light, Light, and it was brought by a good friend of mine that thinks Lone Star is the champagne of beers, even though I think that's Miller High Life. But this guy, he's got a couple of screws. Well, are we talking, I mean, yeah, we're talking about ketchup sauce here. Yes, ketchup sauce. <laughs> this guy would put ketchup on anything and he thinks that the Nor'easters, so all they do is eat ketchup sauce, <laughs> even on steak. So, I mean, and he thinks Lone Star Light's the best beer ever created. But, uh, God bless place, him. He's, he's a great guy. Anyway. The place that I enjoy Lone Star or Lone Starlight the most is waiting in line for barbecue at Tejas Barbecue, free in a cooler. I can't wait for the yes. on location Tejas Barbecue. We'll start Man. while we're in line, get the yes. free Lone Stars and move right on to the burn I did not know they give you that in line. I mean, I assume they think it's like water on hot days. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Start out okay. with free beer, barbecue burn-ins, and end off with a little bit of chocolate. Oh, baby. Mm. Wow. See, guys, domestics, it's where it's at. Lone Star. Call me here. All right. On to the bourbon hunter. Well, so mine is a, a tad, a smidge more expensive than Mark's. Mark's going with a dollar bottle. I'm right now with a $75 bottle, so... Just a hair more expensive. So this is this is Black Saddle. This is a 12-year uh, Kentucky bourbon, uh, aged 12 years. It is, it is aged in Kentucky. It is actually bottled in California. So, you know, lo logistics and distribution is probably half the cost right there. Uh, uh, but about that, it, it is very good. It is, uh, it is musky. I think in Mike, Mike's words, it's a little dank. It, it is good. It is smooth. It, it is great in my Glen Cairn glass here. Just sip it neat. Um, it, you know, to me, it, it's a great buy at 75. If you're not finding any of the other really fancy allocated stuff, it's not something I'd buy a ton, just given the price point of 75 a bottle. But again, uh, you know, this is one that you break out with, with friends, uh, special nights, or when you're 
tired of some of the other stuff. It, it is very good. But yeah, just a hair more than a than a dollar bottle Lone Star. But yeah, wow. it's 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 good. Lone Star. Teach their own. Can't so Steven, Lone Star. What's this bottled in California stuff? Uh, you know, uh, that is the one knock on this one. So when you read some of the reviews, I just don't understand don't the like logistics. Uh, you know, logistics is really confusing. Uh, you know, sometimes you get, uh, you know, just like I've seen on child's fruit, fruit packs, that's uh, fruit from Argentina. It's packaged in Thailand and sold to the U.S. You know, sometimes things mm-hmm. are a little mm-hmm. bit screwy. Mm-hmm. I don't question if it's good stuff. I don't question it. But, yeah, the couple knocks on this is they don't tell you where in Kentucky it's aged. And they don't explain why the heck you take it to that lunatic state of California and bottle it there. But does it hey, taste fruity own. and nutty? Does it taste uh, fruity and no, nutty like California? Nutty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, taste of high tax. Uh, no, oh. it, it, it um, yeah, I won't, I won't go down that road. But yeah, they, if they could bottle it locally, I'm sure they could bring this down to about $50 a bottle and it would be mm. a, probably a consistent buy for me. So mm-hmm. we'll figure it out, Black Saddle. But very good. Nice. Steven, like what you're drinking. Hold on. A little inside baseball here for the listeners. What is allocated? This is the fourth pod in a row where you've mentioned that. Yeah, no, good, good question. This is something that. Oh, thank you. This is probably a great question. Uh, This is probably something your average drinker doesn't know about. Um, It's kind of the more the bourbon hounds. We really get into this. So allocated means that these are bottles of whiskey and it's really only whiskey they, that you get into this that are very popular and that a store only gets a certain amount, an allocated amount. So a, a store will get a case or two and they hold it behind the counter. So the, a lot of these allocated bottles do not even hit the shelf. They're, they're special. They hold it behind the counter and you got to ask for, no, not like Lone Star. Uh, those this are is behind the counter. Out. Uh, <laughs> So these are really special bottles. They're bottles that uh, when when they get in a when they get in a case, uh, they're probably gone by the end of the day. But uh, allocated, yeah, they don't get a whole lot, and when they do, it's it's gone fast. Mm. Thank you for that explanation. I uh, yeah look forward to hearing what that uh, that silver tuna bottle is that you're going to have to go <laughs> after one day. Mike, what you drinking? So this week, I have uh, not ventured yet in our four pods out of the state of Texas. This one comes from your neck of the woods. <clears throat> it's Lone Pint Brewery in Magnolia, Texas. And mm. this one is the Yellow Rose oh, yeah. Smash IPA. And uh, one of the first times I remember getting this on draft was at... Uh, is that craft over there by by where I used to live there in the woodlands with the uh, with the brisket quesadillas? I'm salivating here, but this um, this is a particularly uh, good IPA, smash IPA. I've, I've never heard of before, but um, this is one that I I've gotten multiple times, um, and uh, the fact that I enjoy it more out of um, draft than bottled or canned doesn't necessarily say anything i mean that's true for me across the board but uh this one i definitely enjoy uh in draft or can bottle i would say it's uh 
you know, it's golden. Um, it's very piney. Uh, hmm. And uh, would say that it's quite pungent. Um, but it is, it is very drinkable. I, I like it a little bit on the colder side. But it's one that uh, is definitely worth trying at least once. I think in the stores, if you don't get it in cans, you get it in the big 16-ounce uh, bottles. So I would <clears throat> definitely recommend this one, especially if you're just getting into IPAs. I think it's one that's a little bit more on the, uh, the drinkable side. So that's Lone Pint out of Magnolia. Probably worth the trip for us yeah. up there one day. Hmm. Yeah, when we're in Magnolia, we're only a hop, skip, and a jump away from Blue Jack. So let's pull some connections and get out there. Okay. I'll take Graves track. <clears throat> we will effort that on the uh, on the podcast here, once, especially once we get some sort of budget. Let's move on to Pucks uh, and Net. So this is a little bit better story than our, our round ball teams. Uh, one of the benefits here of doing this on the Wednesday is we are right in the middle of the uh, Stars-Calgary game. Uh, Steven, what's the, uh, what's the latest score for us there? It is still 0-0 in the first. Uh, Flames are kind of peppering, peppering uh, Ottinger, the goalie, <laughs> Stars goalie. Uh, so they need to, to pick up the effort of touch, get some more pucks on that the other direction. But overall, series 2-2, two, two, so uh, we're still in this, so it's a best of three to round it out. Uh, so, yeah, well, I think, uh, obviously, the more games you win, the better. But, yeah, Stars could steal this tonight. I'd feel a lot better. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yeah, so, so hold on. Put, so, put a quote on that. Quote, you know. The more games uh, you win, the better. <laughs> it's like is heat that, is hot. Heat is hot. Is that better with two T's? Is that better with two T's? <laughs> Got it. More game. A lot of wisdom being dropped tonight. I, I brought it up. I was looking out on my side. I saw Pavelski, fellow Polishman. He had a two game, uh, sorry, a two goal game uh, in game three, send them to 2 1. They're now, of course, 2 2. So uh, we hope that they can uh, <clears throat> win tonight and match our other favorite. In the playoffs here, the Toronto, the Toronto, sorry, Maple Toronto. Leafs, Toronto, currently up three-two on the Stanley Cup uh, defending Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, so yeah, we will we'll hope that the Stars can pull it out here. Um, just, I mean, playoff hockey, electric. I love watching it, Stephen. I I'm going to take a deep cut here and see if maybe you follow follow the uh, hockey the Dallas team a little bit closer than the Mavs, but uh, have you been following uh, Rick Bowness? You know much about oh. this guy? <laughs> I, oh my. I've been look. I've been looking up this guy. I mean, I, <laughs> I love this guy's hair. I just, you mentioned the daily cigarette perfume. I just, I can't imagine the Bowness perfume, but uh, he, he is some kind of guy. And I don't know if you've also been seeing the lady that's been sitting next to him, but this uh, Bowness, he's got my attention now, really pulling for the stars to win this one. Yeah, let's just say if uh, the lady sitting behind the – if I was in bonus position and that lady was sitting behind the bench, my hair would be a little, uh, a little frazzled too. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's all I'll say to that. Okay. Well, he is uh, – he's quintessential. I hope, uh, hope they can make a run here. Nashville got absolutely destroyed. I think they got swept by the Avs, so um, – mm-hmm. <clears throat> Good 
late season run by Dallas to get into this series to maybe have some sort of chance. So I'm going to keep this one up as we go. And if we can get a goal, uh, we'll go crazy for a bit. Um, celebrate that. Try and get the stars up to 3-2 here. Uh, and, you know, since you mentioned Cincy, uh, I'm, I'm going to throw in another round ball there. Maybe maybe got a little chin music segment here or something going forward. We got, you know, we got the, the 28-month uh, MLB season in progress at the moment. America's mm-hmm. favorite pastime. Uh, you mentioned both the Yankees and Cincy, which is very interesting because uh, Yankees are uh, top of the league right now. Mm. And Cincy happens to be bottom of the league. Actually, mm. saw they had a uh, they had a three two one night. I think it was three dollar beers, uh, two dollar hot dogs, and dollar uh, ice creams or something or other. Wow! So uh, yeah, should be interesting. Uh, Yankees, Mets, Astros, all all doing well. Dusty's trying to get a <clears throat> trying to get a World Series in Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rangers look like they're headed for no postseason again. I I am looking forward to getting over to that new stadium with uh, air conditioning this time. But, uh, yeah, look forward to some future baseball talk. Don't know what you guys it's think early, about it's that. Early, it's early yet. Um, I like the Astros. I think they're uh, setting themselves up nicely. Did I just uh, hear wait. somebody beating a trash can? I mean, listen, <laughs> if, you, if you ain't rubbing, you ain't racing. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. They got plenty of balls thrown at them the, next, the season after. They took them all like champions. Um, you know, as, as you would, if you're cheating, um, hypothetically, I think the Rangers are really playing the long game here and playing for the draft picks. So, I mean, that's smart in baseball draft only goes 212 rounds and you can pick like junior high kids, but they are playing the long game money ball plus draft picks plus farm system equals championship, maybe like 2050, 2055, who knows? So uh, I like the long game being played by the Texas yeah, Rangers. They'll have a few new stadiums by then. What do you guys At least. Even? At least. Yeah. Uh, you know, going back to Cincy, I mean, you know, we, the fans are already <laughs> showing up with uh, – The fans back are already – yeah, Back to Cincy. You know, the, the fans are already showing up with brown bags on their heads, you know, just so disappointing the team, ready for their ownership to sell. But imagine going to watch your team just get absolutely throttled just to go for this uh, beer and hot dog special. Mm-hmm. Well, I read an article that they sold out by at the, by the end of the fourth inning. Imagine what? that. I'm sure there was barely a couple thousand fans, but how do you – what kind of – not only is their front office terrible, but clearly their, their food management ordering operations people mm. are trash too. So <laughs> trash all around. It's, is this similar to Move the, the team. peach? That's uh, coming from an sandwiches. NBA, folks. Yeah. <laughs> The yeah, lack so of peach much, uh, ice cream sandwiches at the Masters. Exactly. Mm. You know, I, I, I'm not going to call it the Masters because I still think we have unfinished business there. But mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going down that path. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll fire up the legal team there. But, yeah, I'm, hopefully they at least had plenty of Skyline Chili through the night. But uh, Oh, God. Keep you up through the night. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I hope the plumbing oh. there at uh, Great American Ballpark <laughs> is in good shape. <laughs> Right. <clears throat> Let's move on to one of my favorite segments, Toasted Nuts. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to commit Mark to anything here tonight, but Mark, uh, you know, I'll let you, you kind of do your own thing here. What do you got for us tonight? 
As promised, in the last week's uh, segment, I was going to do a, a live review, taste test of the, the two coffee flavors that we've been uh, touting here. Uh, one's Mardi Gras, brought to us by our friends at Community Coffee, family-owned, uh, established in 1919. Um, and the Mardi Gras King Cake versus the uh, H-E-B... Taste of San Antonio. Both of these coffees have uh, cinnamon and vanilla, but what I think sets HEB Taste of San Antonio apart just a little bit, and I'm not saying I like it better, I'm just saying it sets it apart, is that it has hints of chocolate. And what that does for me on my palate is it brings it uh, to a level of, um, the level of sweetness down just a bit, which I like in my coffee in the morning. Um, but I tell you what, this Mardi Gras king cake, this is this is life changing. I mean, this is good stuff. The price point's fantastic, five ninety nine. Uh, the HEB folks are a little bit more proud of their coffee, um, depending on where you get it. And if you got coupon, you're talking about eight ninety nine. Um, but guys, I got to be honest, they're both fantastic. I mean, kind of like my Lone Star tonight. I mean, you're talking. You're talking fantastic. I, you know, I think if I had to pick, Mike, because I know you're going to make me pick, I got to go taste the San Antonio. Yeah. I just yeah. like that little hint of chocolate to kind of yeah. bring the sweetness down just a skosh. Um, but, man, that Mardi Gras king cake, really nice. The sweet vanilla, it's it's nice. It's nice. I mean, you could have that with, like, think about it, with a, a, a biscuit or an English muffin, maybe a little butter on there, you know, take a little bit of saltiness to your sweet you got breakfast for days. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. Can't go wrong with either one. Now, is the reason we didn't get a live taste test? Is that, are you one of these folks that can't drink coffee at nine o'clock at night without staying up all night? So I'm not going to lie to you. Here's the deal. Um, lot going on in the kitchen. <laughs> lot, lot going on in the kitchen tonight. I'm surprised you guys haven't tried to meet me here. I don't know what's going on in there. But it's not good. Uh, the The older daughter tried to cook some salmon patty thing tonight. It was a train wreck, um, and I I'm just I'm, I can't I couldn't I couldn't do it. So that's why there's no live taste test. So the kitchen's a train wreck, and I just I couldn't bring myself to it. That's it. I mean, I got no better excuse. That's so fine. I, I brought the bags and the smell. It brought me back to this morning, and they're both. Oh, man, I'm ready for tomorrow already. That's all I got. Well, you know, I, uh, wait, what did you say, Stephen? Seems like a lot of story to me, but I believe you. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I always come whole hog on this segment. Uh, you know, I, a couple things. So I had, I don't know what your Nespresso machine is like, but I, I, you know, visited Indy last weekend and, uh, nephew had one of these Nespresso like silo Mm -hmm. things, like a single cup kind of thing. Mm-hmm. that thing was incredible it had you know an incredible i don't know nespresso or coffee it had nice a nice head on it kind of like uh white and caramel color it was a an excellent cup of nespresso or, or coffee i, I see oh, yeah. why Clooney and uh devito put their name behind that one is, is that that's the one that you have it's kind of like a single cup thing yeah i have well i have you know i have the 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 I guess you call it the virtuo, you know, single cup. You can make up to a carafe. You can go 18 ounces down to a, an actual espresso. Um, 
the virtuo. I mean, I love, and I, the pods are, they're the bigger pods. They're not the little smaller pods. I do love it. I'm right now I'm uh, sporting a, a new one from the, the mountains of Mexico. Fantastic mm. cup of coffee, <clears throat> but I'm with you on the Nespresso. They've figured stuff out with coffee. And I yeah, am we have one in my house, but uh, I, again, I'm still, a uh, you know, I'm still a cup of coffee guy every now and then about once a month, I dabble in an espresso, but, uh, and it's good. It has its moments. It definitely I put it a uh, little extra lead in the pencil, but I choose coffee 10 out of 10 days. Well, I am, I'm just over the moon here. Uh, I decided to put my money where my mouth is. And I have procured a OXO or OXO. I'm not sure what the brand is called. It is a pop container uh, and it's opaque and it's airtight. It's got the button here on top. I think that's what Haddix was talking about. This bad boy is going to get rid of all the oxygen in there for my beans. So I have an extra bag of the uh, San Antonio roast that I will be placing in here. I will be airtight sealing. I will be keeping okay, the UV rays oxygen. out. I'm wow. going to be having a great, a great coffee week, guys. I am, I'm super excited for this. Happy to treat myself, and I will be giving the full review. There's not many of these out on the market. There's a few of them that have the, the CO2 venting, mm. uh, but this one has the active button on top to go ahead and remove that oxygen. It's about 20 nice. bucks. Uh, fully recommend. I think you can get it at the container store if you don't like online e-commerce, but uh, really looking forward to that one. If you happen to be my dad and you have to go to a store, I believe the container store has it. The internet, it's a fad. It will go away soon. A quick one on F1. I know it's not uh, necessarily our favorite. I think we'll probably spend uh, some future time talking about uh, Indy 500 that's coming up later this month, uh, Memorial Day. Uh, Verstappen, who's uh, Stevens guy, happens to win in Miami. That was the inaugural in Miami. I also heard that Vegas is purchasing some land, so mm-hmm. really trying to get F1 popular here in the states. Uh, the the only thing I really got out of the race, other than Verstappen winning, was they said the uh, the roads were bad. So I don't I don't know what that says for. Uh, the city of Miami or um, American racing in general. But, uh, you know, I, I remember some races back in the days going through cities, uh, Detroit, some other locations. And then, of course, they built Austin to be its own track. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I think the Vegas race is supposed to be down the strip. So, I've heard uh, that, too. That will be okay. interesting. I wonder if they're going to make them stop at every light like they make us stop. <laughs> That would be classic Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> With Buble going on and some fountains and Verstappen is stopping go by the at Flamingo. Yep. 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 I would make so it. The, uh, I'd, well, I'd watch that if they turn the traffic lights on. You know, the, uh, the season is heating up with Verstappen's win. Leclerc still in first, but uh, we've got Monaco coming up the same weekend as Indy. So that's also an exciting race. Look forward to to covering that, but, um, and Hamilton still throwing in the season. So, uh, looks like it's going to be Ferrari Red Bull. And, uh, we look forward to that one staying hot as well. Let's go into Marnak, the mediocre. So this week I, uh, you know, keep the focus on, on the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. We're blessed to have that going on. A lot of excitement going on. 
Uh, I want to ask of the the four teams that we're rooting for here on the pod, the Stars, uh, 2-2. If you want Steven to give you the latest on the score, uh, we can do that. We've got the Leafs up 3-2, and then the Mavs and the Sixers both down 2-3. So out of those four teams, Mark, who's going to make it? Sorry, Marnak. Who's going to make Thank it to you. the next round of the playoffs? Um, let me go to the envelope here. The envelope never lies. The envelope never lies to me. Does the NBA playoff? The NBA playoffs finished in 2023, so I'm not going to pick an NBA <laughs> team. It says the Stars. The Stars Ooh. are going to the next round of the playoffs. Um, again, I would have picked Mavericks, but that's 2023. I'll come back to that one, you know, when the playoffs finish. But I think that's the Stars, guys. Uh, they're riding the right high. I mean, they they are, you know, uh, they're peaking at the right time. Stars. I like Marnak's enthusiasm. I like his prediction. Uh, the betting odds, if you had to bet, does say Toronto. They are up 3-2. Uh, but I'll take a mark. I need all the good uh, good luck we can get to get the stars in the second round. So thanks, Marnak. I know. No one ever bets enough on a winner, Stephen. Everybody bets too much on a loser. So remember that along with the more you win, the better. little home cook in there. <laughs> I like, like that pick. I, uh, yeah, Leafs with a shoe-in. I like the stars pick. You know, you did interesting that you didn't, you didn't go too far on the other side there. You didn't pick anybody that was losing, but uh, I like the, I like the home favorite pick there. So that's right. Uh, for those of you at home, uh, zero, zero into the first. So still a safe, safe pick there. So I mean, it's the gonna, envelope folks. It's the envelope. That, it doesn't look like MetLife. Looks like you're, you're uh, switching it around there. So I'm going to bring in a, maybe a temporary segment here. I think we're all pretty good fans of uh, one guy, Fieri, or guy Fieri. And, uh, I mean, this guy, he's been around for a long time, as far back as I can remember his uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. But I uh, oh, yeah. just want to chat a little bit about, you know, this American classic. We're just – we're lucky to have the guy. He, uh, you know, he's a great American story. Um but, you know, anything you want to talk about, Guy, either your your favorite show, uh, maybe your favorite restaurant or uh, just, you know, what do you, you know, what would you like to do if you could have an afternoon with Fieri? So I think, uh, Stephen, you may have had some sort of run in. Uh, maybe we'll start with you. What do you think about Guy? Yeah, I got taken to Flavortown down at the Cancun airport coming back. <laughs> let me tell you. I got to ride around that Chevy SS, but yeah, let me, let me tell you, um, entree, entree was about what I expected, but what was off the chain with extra donkey sauce and he fully took me to flavor town was the table side guac. And again, don't get me wrong. We are in Mexico. They know how to make some good guac, but I'm telling you, it was some of the best guac I've had in years. I would pay money just to fly down to Cancun to get it. It was that wow. good. Um, one, <laughs> one person in the group did get the trash can nachos. I had a fun little presentation. They, they pulled the trash mm-hmm. can off, and it's the oohs and the ahs. Um, but, yeah, let me tell you, Flavortown. Love Guy. 
uh, you know, all, all I could say is if I, I, I would love for a guy to cook me a meal, you know, take me to Flavortown, add some donkey sauce, some, you know, redonkulous stuff in there. Um, yeah, just a classic. I love watching the show and, um, you know, yeah, he's the man. I don't know what I'll say about guy, but he is mm. the man. He, he might be, if I had to pick a final meal with like 10 people, I think he would be one of the 10, one of the 10 seats at the table. Hmm. He made the, he made the list of 10. All right. And is he cooking wow. it? Made the list. It's, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. He's cooking extra flavor. Okay. Down. okay. I, what you about know, you, Mark? Yeah. You know, I, I actually know a lot. I've, 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 I've been a fan of guy for quite a while. I, I think he got made famous by the whole next food network star uh, show and Food Network and the rise of, you know, the likes of Food Network and HGTV. I, I've actually been to, I think his first restaurant, and I could be butchering this, something like John Garlic, Johnny Garlic. Uh, yeah, Johnny Garlic's. I've been to that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's sad. Uh, somewhere out in California, I think. Um, I've been to the, the, uh, the, the acclaimed uh, Tableside Guac place down there in Cancun as well great uh restaurant really enjoyed the food but I, you know i could sit and watch hour after hour after hour of diners drive-ins and dives i mean it's just a classic show where you learn about food and uh makes me hungry it also uh you know showcases restaurants all over the the u.s and beyond i've been to many of those restaurants not all many and by many i mean four four of the restaurants <clears throat> that he uh, has gone to. And uh, I tell you what, they are fantastic. Uh, I know I like Guy Fieri. I think some of his stuff's maybe a little bit flamboyant uh, for my, my taste, but I, I, I like the guy. <laughs> um, the guy. Does it make you, does it bother you that on diners, drive-ins and dives, he never has anything critical to say about the meal? I think it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's part of the deal. Like he gets his viewers to tell him places that are good. They wouldn't send him to places that suck. And I think that's fantastic. So, I mean, he's pre-screening them by getting people to recommend them. It's a brilliant Hold business on. model. Hold on. Steven's losing it. He, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So I've actually listened to another podcast, another competitor, what? Uh, no, I'm not going to name any names. Not naming any names. But what they did is they had guy on there and they talked to him and they actually they actually griped to him that he didn't give people hard times to tell people when something actually wasn't up to the flavor town expectations of Guy Fieri. Well, the thing is, they diagnosed it when he used certain phrases. It meant mm. that it's eh, it's okay, oh. but you know, when he really rolls out his crazy funky vocab, that's when the flavors are exploding in guy's mouth. <sighs> so I will, <laughs> I will look it up in in some point when we come back to a guy theory episode and segment again. I will look up those sayings. And bring it up because you use a certain few. And whenever you're watching hmm. drivers drive ins and dives, look out for these because that means that that meal is just mediocre. Interesting. Changes to know. Yeah, Mark, I'm with you. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I could have, and if I believe on Friday nights, they just they play Triple D uh, pretty much into the wee hours and so on a loop. 
It's just, I don't know, something about the mix of the food and the positivity mm. and it's just, and you know, it's, it's three different restaurants in the same. So it's kind of fast moving. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I pretty much like everything in the man's uh, catalog, celebrate the entire collection. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, uh, guys, grocery games. I like, uh, he's had a few others that have, have come and gone, but between those two, uh, it's pretty entertaining TV for me. You know, interesting thing with Guy. Uh, it seems like he's got some problems with the brick and mortar. Uh, I think there was uh, <laughs> one restaurant he had in Times Square that shut down. Uh, mm. California had some issues. Some of them had some some health code issues. So um, not really sure what's going on there, but it looks like maybe guys should should just stick to the to the entertainment and food network. Seems to be working out pretty well for him. I also like Guy's Ranch. It's a great show. Uh, makes me feel like I'm in his backyard uh, with him there. But uh, yeah, Guy Fieri, American classic for me. Wish I could, you know, spend a day with the guy. Maybe I'll look him up on Cameo. Maybe we can Cameo him for the podcast. Yeah, be a guy. I like that idea. I'd love to, for next time, I'm going to get us what his, uh, what his Cameo rate is. I'm sure it's astronomical. <laughs> and once we All get right. sponsors, that kind of stuff will be possible. Don't worry. He'll be paying us to come on. He'll be paying us. All right. Well, that was another good one, fellas. Um, I'm going to go ahead and round us out here with our last segment of the evening. Local knowledge. I'm going to start with Mark. Oh, goodness. You know, today uh, today was a good day for me. My brother, uh, his birthday was today. So it's uh, Happy to birthday. Him. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. He's, uh, he's turning slightly older than 20. Uh, he's just a little bit younger than me. But um, I, again, I, I hit on this all the time. You know, it's the importance of family. I think uh, don't forget to make that phone call to that family member that uh, you maybe haven't talked to in a while. I highly encourage you to do that. And the other, the other thing is summer's coming. You know, summer's coming. And in parts of the world, it's summer's here. Summer's here. Well, technically not till June, but that's okay. Um, I mean, again, if you follow the summer solstice, Mike, uh, it, it's, it's coming. I encourage you to, you know, take care of your, uh, yourself, you know, get yourself in shape, uh, beach, beach worthy, beach ready. Uh, but more importantly, you should be exercising all the time. Uh, don't, uh, don't, don't wait to, uh, get yourself in the gym or walk or do whatever, you know, you don't even have to, you don't even have to work the muscles up. I'm just telling you it's the importance of being healthy. Yes, Steven, those are guns. Good job. Um, that's it. Family and take care of your health, you know, get, get a little uh, exercise in. That's what I got. Local knowledge. All right. Thank you, Jack LaLanne. Uh, <laughs> Man, is he still alive? Uh, I don't know. Steven. <laughs> Yeah, I think my thoughts this week. So, again, while I had an um, awesome time in Mexico, uh, you know, living the dream, as, as we say, uh, I think for me, every time I go to a, 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 a non-first world country, whether you want to call Mexico second world, third world country, right? I think for me, you just see how hard folks work down there in their living conditions. They work their work their tail off, work their fingers raw with no complaints. And I think, you know, what we see here is a lot of people complaining, unwilling to work hard. 
uh, looking for handouts. So every time I go down there, I'm kind of reminded and humbled a little bit and, uh, wish, uh, wish our, wish our country here and maybe some of our listeners would, uh, would, uh, buckle up, work hard and, and not complain, but Hey, definitely not our listeners. I shouldn't have said this. Definitely not our <laughs> not, listeners. Our like listeners not our are, listeners. Are you know, just blue me? collar, white collar, good, good hearted folks. But a lot of people in this country need to, need to, need to wake up and uh, realize the, the pamperness that they have. So my thoughts of the week, Mike, what are yours? Yeah, and it reminds me, my old pappy always used to say, whenever I'd say that I, I wish I didn't have to work, he's like, you should be grateful you have a job. And it's a, it's a good reminder, Stephen. Uh, I am super excited this week about my, my coffee storage game. I just, I mean, I can't wait for that, that first, second, third, fourth, fourth pot. It's just going to be incredible. <laughs> um, you know, we... Uh, we, we got to stop killing people off on this podcast. I, I've been coming back through you know, a few corrections. I think, Stephen, I think you killed off Jackie Burke uh, in the first episode. He's, he's still alive. Still alive. Uh, Mark, I think you killed off uh, Steve Carell. Um, Not my intent. Michael Scott from The Office. Robert uh, you know, Saturday. I, Bobby Saturday. I, <laughs> I compared Mark to Johnny Carson. Uh, Johnny is dead. Uh, you know, Mark, funny thing, too, you uh, mentioned that Memphis was the wing capital of the world. Uh, best I could tell, maybe wing capital of the South, but, uh, you know, Buffalo, definitely the wing capital of the world. So, anyway. Highly um, debatable, but I appreciate the correction. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so, we'll, you know, we'll keep – We'll keep sticking our neck out there, coming up with interesting content, but I do enjoy how often we're wrong. Uh, but good on you. Summer solstice is June and Jack Lane is dead. He got the 96. So yeah, stick with the fitness. Um, big one for me. So I uh, went to Indy, got to run in the, the mini marathon. Um, you know, I just, I really enjoyed my time there. got to spend uh, time with, with the family and friends. Uh, the, Weather was absolutely perfect. Uh, I want to say we, we started off in the, the 40s or 50s, just, you know, perfect running weather. Um, the track itself was amazing. Like I, I had promised, got to do a loop on the uh, Indy 500 track. Quite, quite narrow for booking it around there, more than 200 miles an hour. I, I was surprised, but uh, the city was just, just magical. Um, I, you know, wasn't, wouldn't hesitate to move back there if I had the opportunity, but uh, ended up doing that in, in 207, um, which is pretty good for me. That's, uh, I think it's about nine and a half minutes. I uh, was able to run the whole way. So certainly not rushing back to do a marathon, but uh, was, was super glad to do that. Going to be proud of that one. Um, many people stopped to kiss the bricks and lay on the bricks uh, across the start finish line, but I, I didn't do that. I kept, kept going. So we will be, uh, be looking forward to Indy at the end of the month. But uh, just, you know, hopes and dreams, as we say here on the podcast. So don't don't give up your hopes and dreams. Uh, set out for a goal and, and you can do it. And uh, was able to do that. So thanks to all the fans and supporters out there. Yeah, congratulations, Mike. Congrats, Mike. Next Appreciate is the full that. marathon. I did not know that you could get your toes to feel frostbitten 
in non-freezing weather, but if you want to do that, run 13, uh, 13.1 miles. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it. Another one in the books. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining Weekend at Berkman's. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next week. Take care.